We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep. This episode is brought to you by betonline.ag and Blue Chew. I'm here with my buddy and co-host Rohan Kadi to break down the most significant Bucks moment, Bucks trade that nobody talks about. That maybe cost the team the 2019 title. That's a big lead-in, but I think this will lead up to it. Rohan, how's it going? You know, I'm doing okay. This this pod is very exciting to me because one, it's not the end of binge the Bucks. Uh, two, it's just it's a lot of fun. And three, we get to talk about, like, one of my favorite bucks of all time. I wish I was kidding. (laughs) So I didn't know he was one of your favorites of all time. But let me lead into this thing, and then we can really get into this. So as we were doing the aforementioned binge the Bucks, one thing we noticed more than a few times was the Bucks did not have a real backup center in the 2019 playoffs. They had at least two more if you want to look through all their roster moves, but at least two in the 2018-19 regular season. George, uh, not George, John Henson went out in the George Hill trade, uh, which obviously made a lot of sense for the franchise, bringing George Hill, who the Bucks would retain. Big move, even if at the time I thought it was just a salary dump. And the other backup center, Von Maker, requested a trade before the deadline, which eventually led to the Nikola Mirotic deal that went so horribly with the Bucks. This was something that we kind of talked about after recording the last episode, because I had gotten into my head about, like, how did they not end up having a backup center? Then I remembered the Henson trade, which makes sense at the time and in retrospect. And then I remembered a decision that had myself, a a fellow Australian countryman, Kane Pittman, uh, obviously used to be co-host here, 
had everybody flummoxed. Thon Maker requesting a trade from the best team in the NBA. At the time, Rohan, it seemed like just a joke. It did. It was really weird that when that report came out, because uh, I just remember reading it and just like, what what on earth is going on here? Why is Thon Maker requesting a trade after, you know, he's not playing at all? And especially all of the noise that was coming out of like, the players talking and like Giannis talking it's everyone had the feeling that it was more of a move based on like his agency trying to get him more playing time is sort of like this is um it's sort of like a bargaining chip like hey we're gonna re- we would like a trade or we wanted more minutes for Thon and then the Bucks just traded him and it was just it was weird because you don't want to deal with that sort of stuff when you're like the best team in the league so, I don't know, it was just really, really strange at the time, but I didn't really think much of it until now. And, I don't know, it was just, yeah, it was just wild. It was wild. I, I didn't think of it much, literally, until I sort of accidentally thought about it, just in the context of backup centers. Um, so, here, I've got the Woj report now, and it, so definitely the, the reporting put the onus on Thon's management. This is literally the lead, the first sentence in the story. The representative for Milwaukee Bucks center Thon Maker has told management that he would prefer the franchise to trade Maker to a team that would provide a larger role for the former lottery pick. League sources told ESPN on Saturday. And then it goes on to say about how Maker's playing time is diminished under Budenholzer, etc., etc., um, and says that teams you know, have been interested, which clearly at least one was, as Thon does end up getting traded to the Pistons in a three-team deal that brought the Bucks Jason Smith. Or no, Jason Smith had come earlier. He also went. That brought the Bucks Nikola Mirotic and sent out a lot of second round picks. So I guess we should start here with let's just assume and what we want to do with this podcast is look at alternate universes if Thon does not request that trade. Because it matters a lot more than you might think. So the first one, let's right, let's assume he never requests a trade. And the Bucks don't do anything at the deadline. So, Rohan, how do you think that changes things for Milwaukee? Well, in the regular season, I wouldn't say that changes that much, right? Because he wasn't playing a lot, and even his replacement and Nico didn't play a lot during the remainder of the regular season because he was hurt, right? So yes. the regular season wouldn't really change. That's my assumption. I would also say the first round doesn't really change whether it's Detroit or not. Does Detroit make the playoffs without Thon? Who knows? They had a two-game margin over the Hornets. I still think the Bucks oh, sweep true. whoever it was. Uh, I, is is that fair to say they sweep the Pistons? Still, they still sweep the Hornets. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just to go, just to take a half step back quickly. Um, I really, I agree. There's no impact on the Bucks if Thon stays in the regular season. Um, just like he didn't play that much anyway. And in his minutes, I just, I looked it up just to be curious. Bucks were at a net rating of plus five in Don's regular season minutes uh, in the 18-19 year. So, like, fine. Like, they were a great team. It wasn't, like, a, a crazy margin. But, like, they weren't getting killed when he was on the floor. Like, they did fine. It was fine. So, yeah, I think the the impact in a regular Bucks game outside of the, the as what you're getting to, the later rounds in the playoffs, very minimal early on, especially, like you said, Miritich did not play right away. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. They're not getting actively hurt with Thon still on the team during the regular season, and I wouldn't say even for the first round of the playoffs. I'd even go so far to say that the second round of the playoffs isn't impact that much against the Celtics. Would do you have They any... might be better. They might be better. As we discussed on Binge the Bucks, 
Nika wasn't great in, uh, in that Boston series. He did have his, like, one-quarter moment. Whatever, we don't need to go into that again. Um, but he wasn't great, you know? If Thon plays, or if he doesn't play, and it's just Ursan as the backup four, it's fine. You know, backup yeah. four or five, it's fine. I still think they get past the Celtics. I, I do as well. So let's just look. Against the Celtics, oh my goodness. <laughs> so despite Nico getting cooked a lot, he has a crazy good net rating against the Celtics in this series. The Bucks killed the Celtics with Miritich on the floor. So maybe, it, I'm guessing it doesn't have a big impact either way, but maybe they wouldn't be that much better in, in that series. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't be that much better. I don't think they're that much worse either. No. I'd say it's more of a wash. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it was like strictly Miritich was the reason the Bucks did well in that in that series. I mean, we just it was watched not. it. Yeah, so, so yeah, no, I, I don't think a lot changes there either. Okay, so now we get into the juicy stuff. Uh, against the Raptors, I do think there's a big change here. We discussed on Binge of the Bucks how terrible Nikola Miritich was in this series. Do you want to yeah. know? Uh, let's, But let's not focus on that. What I want to focus on for this series right now is if Thon is on this team, he would be a better replacement than Ursan, who is also getting cooked in this series. Yeah, I think the most important thing, you know, in considering, not maybe not the most important thing, but a important thing, an important thing, is one of those two guys was the de facto backup center. Like, they played together at least for the first few games in the series in non-Brook Lopez minutes. And the Bucks were awful in a lot of those stretches because Toronto could get to the rim at will. You know, Thon's not like an all-defensive candidate. He's had some great playoff moments, but and famously had some great playoff moments. But he's like a, a real center. You know, like he knows how to be at least a center itch. Like he's a four-slash-five at the very least, kind of a combo power-forward center. Ursan and Miritich are just forwards, and they're not even athletic forwards. Thon at least is mobile. He's tall. He's certainly long and lanky. Like, he at least would be a facsimile of a center to where those guys weren't. So I think just having the option would have been huge for, for Milwaukee if he was still on the team. Yeah, for sure, just as an option. Uh, do you want to hear some uh, defensive stats regarding Ursan in this playoff series? Hit me. Okay, so when Ursan was matched up uh, was matched up against Pascal Siakam uh, in the uh, series in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Siakam shot fifty percent from the field. You know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's so pretty good. It is pretty good. You would say that's pretty good. So when Thon was guarding Pascal Siakam during the eighteen nineteen regular season, he held him to forty percent from the field. Significant. Yes. If that that ten as we discussed. Uh, during Binge the Bucks, a lot of these games were very close. So, you know, that small difference could make, like, a big swing in terms of games. But that it does not stop there. Ursan also got tasked with guarding Kawhi at times. Just an insane statement. Yes. Uh, Kawhi cooked Ursan not as much as Siakam did, but 44.4% from the field in those, in those matchups. Okay, this next thing I'm going to say, it's I have to preface... I guess for all of these, small sample sizes. Uh, during the 18-19 regular season, Kawhi never managed to score a bucket on Thon. Did he have attempts? Yes. <laughs> How many attempts? I think it was like two. Okay. But, hey, lockdown. I'm seeing the lock. I'm seeing the numbers. I'm thinking lockdown. I think we can kind of compare him to Ursan and Nico. Do you have more Ursan numbers? I do. I have one more. Okay, go no, go right so, ahead. So this this is the big one, I think, in my opinion. 
when Ursan was tasked with guarding Marcusol. Because for some reason, it, Brooke wasn't shadowing Marcus Hall in that series. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. we talked about I mean, sometimes Brooke would be on a power forward and they put someone else on the center, or Brooke just wasn't on the floor. So, yeah, it, it makes sense that it would happen. I, I believe it. Yeah. So, Marcus Hall shot 42.9% from the field. Vaughn's numbers, 25%. Goodness. Yes. Vaughn was actually a solid defensive big against the Raptors. Uh, bigs. <laughs> Who would have thought? Especially, I certainly would not have. Yeah. Certainly, this is this is even without factoring in Toronto Thon into the question, because mm. Toronto Thon, as we all know, is a legend, Bucks legend, should have his jersey retired, right alongside Rashad Vaughn's summer league jersey. Uh, <laughs> so you know, you just, I don't know. We've talked about how Thon is just like another option, and it's not just another option. He was actually a solid defender against players who did manage to kill the Bucks. He was. And, I mean, you talked about playoff Thon. Just in the 18 playoffs against the Celtics, I talked about, you know, plus five net rating with Thon in the in the 18-19 regular season. In the 2018 playoffs, in a, a loss series for the Bucks, they had a net rating of plus 17 points per 100 possessions oh with Thon on. Goodness. Just ridiculous. But then, if you want to quickly hop, let's go back to the 2019 playoffs. And we talked about, you know, just another option. Even if you assume, let's assume Thon treads water, right? Like, he's just fine. Like the Bucks are just fine in his minutes. Like, they split them. That's basically what happened with Brooke Lopez. Maybe that's even being generous. Maybe they lose his minutes by a little bit. If he's there, that means you assume the Miritich move does not happen because he was pretty important capital in that trade. In the five games and 111 minutes Nikola Miritich played in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Bucks lost those minutes by an average of 14.3 points per 100 possessions. By far the worst number on the team. Not even close. Milwaukee got smoked in his minutes. Obviously, some crucial close losses factoring in. If you slide in Thon in those minutes and assume the Bucks just lose by a little, it might swing one game, which would certainly swing the whole series. Like... I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Like, I was no, never a huge Thon Maker fan. I, I wouldn't say even during the crazy playoff run, I kind of was like, well, we really need to see it next season, and we just really didn't. I think Thon Maker had a legit chance to swing this series. Just from from barely being on the floor like he was all season, it might have helped Milwaukee that much. We just, we know that Milwaukee needed someone to step up. Like, they needed a role player to step up, and no one really did in the conference finals. Thon has a record of showing up during the playoffs. Like, it's just, it's someone who takes his game up to another level in this intense environment, in the postseason. So you're just, I don't know, you're just getting another option for a person to have a big leap during the series. And just another note, like, Toronto's offense, like, you're not, if Thon's on the floor, he's not someone you can just actively hunt switches for. Because we've seen him, he can move his feet against guards. There's that infamous clip during the 17-18 playoffs. Or am I losing track of my years? Um, uh, is that the 18 is Celtics, 17 is Raptors. Yeah, so 16-17 playoffs? Yeah. yeah. If, that's, if you mean Raptors. Yes, yes, I do. Where he's just like, he got switched onto Kyle Lowry and like moved his feet quickly and like got his, like stayed with Kyle Lowry to the rim laterally. Having somebody who could do that in this specific series would have been nice. Mm-hmm. He can. He's so quick laterally on his feet. It's just. It's just something else that Toronto can't hunt their switches. They can't hunt for switches against Milwaukee, which takes away a lot of their offense. 
Don Maker, man. Yeah. It's a make or miss league, and the Bucks missed oh, on Maker yeah, I was this playoffs. I was wondering yeah. which one of us was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think the really interesting thing is there could be so many other impacts of Thon not requesting this stupid, stupid trade. So, do you have any any more stuff for, let, let's just treat it like alternate universes. For the parallel universe where Thon just stays on the Bucks, they don't make any moves. Do you have any other any other tidbits for that scenario? Uh, I think I think I'm good. So now let's let's hop back again. Just whatever day it was, I didn't I didn't note the day. Let's see right here. When did this news break? January 26th, 2019. So let's go back to January 25th, 2019. Don Maker has not requested a trade. I I don't know why. I mean, he wanted playing time. You know, trying to hope and get some in the playoffs would have probably been smart for Thon, but whatever. He got his wish. Let's imagine he doesn't do that, right? We're deep in the throes of trade season at this point. There's a lot of balls up in the air. Obviously, Nikola Mirotic, one of them. Rohan, I know you know this, but do you want to name another team that had a lot of interest in Nikola Mirotic at this time? Um... Let's see, I know a couple, but uh, one team that really did, I don't know where you want to go with this first, but the aforementioned Toronto Raptors. Correct. You you read my mind there. That was indeed where I wanted to go first. Imagine this universe, right? The Bucks. Let's let's assume if he doesn't ask out, the Bucks have no interest in shaking up their roster anymore. I mean, they made a bunch of moves around the margin, but let's just assume at this time the Bucks say, you know what, we're going to keep Thon. We think he can still be productive. We just haven't gotten a chance to use him, whatever. Where, are we Are we making logical assumptions here? Yes, but we can do this. We're literally just suggesting things that never happen. So we can do whatever we want. So the Bucks are like, yeah, we're good. We're not going to make any moves. We're not interested in Nikola Mirotic. We don't have enough second-round picks to make it happen. We don't want to give up our first-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what if the Raptors offer, which fizzled out before that, if no, uh, let's assume no other offers come from Mirotic, since the Bucks are not sniffing around him anymore. Maybe the Pelicans go back to Toronto and they work out a deal after all, and the Raptors give up a little less than they gave up for Marcus All, but instead of that, they end up with Nikola Meritic. How much does that swing the Eastern Conference Final if the Raptors are the team pushing old Nico out there and asking him to guard real players? I mean, maybe they use him better than the Bucks did, but still, he just didn't really have it that whole run, it felt like. I feel like that alone could swing the series, especially if you couple Fon getting some of his minutes. Yeah, of course. One thing we did we talked about, we talked about earlier was that when uh, Toronto went to their second big, when they brought like Surge at the center, the Bucks just didn't really have an answer for that. But without trading for Marcus All, your two bigs are Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas as your centers. Yeah, I just that's. That's not as scary as Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka because we know that, um, like, at least Ursan can, like, hold his ground with Jonas Valanciunas. It's not like that. It's that He's not as much of an offensive threat as Marc Gasol. I don't think I'm wildly well, might, inaccurate for Jonas saying Jonas might be more of a threat, like, right around the basket. But think of, I mean, how many times did we watch Marc Gasol leak out for a big three? I mean, he didn't hit a ton of threes, but it felt like he hit some really important ones. Jonas Valanciunas is not doing that. Like he's not he's not popping. No, he's not popping. He is rolling or just standing still. Basically, that that's what he's gonna do. He's certainly not the defender. Even an older Marc Gasol is. 
And I, you just think of like the Raptors lineups where they were able to have so much versatility. I mean, Marcus Gasol is not like, you know, the stretchiest, springiest defender or offensive player even, but he's certainly a lot stretchier and springier on both ends than Jonas Valanciunas is. He's also, yeah, like you said, he's much, he's not like prime defensive player of the year, Marcus Gasol, but he's still a much better defender than Valanciunas. He's not getting any dumber. I mean, intelligence plays a big role on defense, especially for big guys. Marcus Gasol, maybe a little slower, maybe not quite as strong, smarter than ever. Yeah, for sure. And that's what played into a big part of how Toronto managed to, you know, uh, stifle Milwaukee's offense a lot and like, you know, uh, you know, slow down Giannis a bit. So without Gasol present, you're not getting that same intense defense or pop ability. Is that a word? Sure. I'm sure. It is now from Ibaka, like really, because he had a rough shooting stretch during the playoffs and not definitely not from Valanciunas. And if you're coupling that with Nico. Uh, we assume Nico has the same terrible run that he did with the Bucks. It's just it's it doesn't sw- spell good for Toronto. I don't know if they get out of their second round matchup against the Sixers. Ooh. Yeah, good point. Good point. If they don't have Marcus All and they have Miritich against that team, I mean that's obviously such a close series. Man, yeah, it's everything is so so much different. I mean, are the Raptors trying to use like I don't even know what they like? Is Chris Boucher gonna play playoff minutes? Like. I mean, Greg Monroe was there for a little bit. Maybe <laughs> that's just Greg Monroe sighting in, in 2020 is always fun, but I don't even know. But he didn't play the playoffs with them, right? No, he, he went to the Celtics by then. God, yes. what, a, what a year for Greg Monroe. But Chris Boucher might be like playing actual center minutes for the, the Raptors in this alternate Nico Miritich universe. How much does that change? I mean, like he's pretty decent this year. He's another year in now, but he's certainly not Mark Saul. I mean, God, that would be just a tremendous shift. Yeah, the, the more I think about it, I don't think they get past the Sixers at all. Because Embiid is going to feast. Oh, yeah. If all they have is Serge Ibaka in terms of centers, my goodness. Yeah, Ibaka and Valanciunas, Embiid's going to have a field day. Well, they might even need to send Valanciunas for the Meritage trade. That's true. That's true. They have to send something. Yeah. I, let, let's assume they don't, they're not any, like they send roughly the same pieces. So somehow they send CJ Miles and Valanciunas and get, maybe they get like, I don't know, some random forward or something to make the money work. Whatever. The main acquisition is Nico. And yeah, they would be a lot less threatening. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely do not think they face off. Like they don't win against the Sixers in that first round, even with Kawhi going insane because. I don't know. They would they would be too much for like Embiid would be too much for them, and Embiid already killed them in his minutes yeah. in that series, if I remember correctly. He was a net positive by like an insane amount in that series. Yes, you are correct. They got murdered. That was the main reason they made the Horford move was they got murdered in the non the non Embiid minutes. They really wanted a backup center. They just did not pick very well. Um, I mean, wow. If you what if I mean maybe. I mean, we could get really deep here. Like, what if the Sixers winning that series means they don't get Horford? Horford stays in Boston. Does Kemba stay in Charlotte? Who knows? We're getting, we're getting a little too far in now. What about a slightly different alternate universe where the Bucks don't get Miritich? If I remember correctly, the Bucks got Miritich first and then the Raptors got Gasol, right? I think it's the other way around. Is it the other way around? I think so. Oh, I was gonna say, what if, what if the the Raptors don't make the Gasol move? If the Bucks don't make the Miritich move, I think you are correct though. Yeah, because I think the Miritich move was pretty late. Um, 
Yeah, so never mind on that alternate universe if just nobody got Marcus All. What if the Bucks got Marcus All? <laughs> I don't think it was really possible, but yeah, it probably wasn't really possible. No, I mean, let's let's think about this because you, if Thon didn't request a trade, does he have more value? Maybe. I just think the salaries is the tricky part with this. That's true. You'd have to throw in a lot of guys. Like they'd have to trade like Thon, Urson, and somebody. I think I don't even. Because Hall was making a lot. The Valentunas salary really helped make that happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that one would have been possible, but that would have been a lot of fun if there was some way to make it happen. It would have because you would have uh, one one of him or Brooke probably come off the bench unless you want to start super massive. I, I think Gasol would probably be the, imagine the obvious if, bench Imagine guy. if Gasol was a starter and you're starting Bledsoe, Chris, Giannis, Gasol, and Lopez. They would mash teams. Because that would be the, the jumbo lineups. Oh, that would be a real jumbo lineup. Oh, that would. I don't know how you would score against that. You'd have to have a lot of shooting. Even if that, I don't know if you could. Because it's not like... Cause... You'd have to run in transition, is the real answer. Well, yeah, and just so Giannis can chase you down? Well, I mean, you'd, you'd have to run in transition and avoid that one guy. But you just have to outrun <laughs> outrun the centers. and It, it would not be easy. Well, it certainly would not be Yeah, That's... because even if you get past one, you have another one at the rim. True. <laughs> and then Giannis is a help defender. God, that would be a fun... I, would, I, don't know, I don't know how well it would really work, but my goodness, it would be fun to watch. Uh, if only that was a possibility. I mean, obvious. I mean, this goes without saying, but if you switch the acquisitions, like the Gasol Bucks, definitely crush the Miritich Raptors. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about. Um, you have a bunch of Embiid protection against the Sixers if the Raptors yeah. don't make it out of out of that series. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> that's that's a nightmare for Embiid. Forty eight minutes. I mean, we talk about forty eight minutes of Lopez brothers. Forty eight minutes of Brooke Lopez and Mark Gasol. I think is. At least equally the nightmare, maybe probably more so a nightmare. Honestly, yeah, I'd say I'd say more of a nightmare. Honestly, I'd take Brooke and uh, Gasol over Brooke and Robin. Yeah, especially so, on the offensive end too. Wow, they're both they're they're all smart enough, mm-hmm. and especially last year, the way Brooke Lopez was shooting, I really those two playing together might have really been something. Dang. That would have been fun. Yeah, I think the Bucks are certainly going to the finals. And then if you assume everything happens the same with the unfortunate Warriors injuries, that team, even better than the Bucks ended up being anyway, it's probably pretty good for Milwaukee. If Thon Maker just did not request a trade. But I have some other trade things I want to throw at you. But first, um, let's get to a couple quick words from our terrific sponsors. There is no shortage of action going on. Just like in this podcast, a whole bunch of action. There is no shortage of action at our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. NASCAR is back, and BetOnline.ag has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on those simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. We got to figure out how to get me versus Rohan as a simulated UFC event. But until we do, you can also participate in a $10,000 bracket Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. 
Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And guys, if you are looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. You don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com and promo code BLUEWIRE. Rohan, I was worried that I accidentally had taken some Blue Chew when we were talking about the Bucks having Marcus Gasol and the Raptors having Nikola Miritich last year. <laughs> you know, uh... I, I didn't know how you were going to possibly respond to that. But I just wanted to throw it at you and see what happened. Well, it did happen. You did throw it at me. Uh, <laughs> uh. Okay, so back to the to somewhat somewhat sanity. Um, a lot, some other players got traded, uh, you know, in 2019 trade deadline, as, as, as happens. So two guys who I don't think, for the same reason Marc Gasol, the Bucks could have been able to get just because of salary cap money, but still interesting to think about what if they scraped together a package. Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes, both traded last year. Ooh. Both didn't really fetch big returns. Neither player was really, like in terms of draft picks, not a lot was given up. Imagine if the Bucks were rolling out Otto Porter or Harrison Barnes instead of Nico Miritich. I mean, that's clearly not the center you're looking for. And who knows, like if Thon is, is here or gone in this parallel universe. But if you somehow keep Thon as a backup center and also have one of those guys, that's some really nice, useful forward depth. That's really, it's really important defensively, too. If Especially if you get, like, Harrison Barnes. Like, he, he's also a proven veteran. Like, he's won championships with the Warriors. He knows. Like, he the, lost them a championship the next year. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> he, it's, it's that cliche, he knows what it takes to win sort of mentality. Uh, we'll get to another player who was supposed to have that uh, in a little bit. But <laughs> Harrison Barnes, he would not, he would play. He would be a great defender. Oh, he would fit. He, ugh, he reminds me of a lot, a lot of Marvin Williams this year. Yeah. And if he probably has a little more in the tank offensively. Yeah, I would, I would definitely think so. Um, so that, that's one, those are a couple of fun names who I think are, are a little bit too expensive. Ooh, do you want to, guys... do you want to hear, do you want to hear one that I want to throw oh, at yeah. you? Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know if they'd be wanting to deal with a potential rival. Uh, but what about Markel Fultz? Oh, now that's interesting. He, I actually wanted that to happen. He got traded for, to the Orlando Magic for a protected first, a second and Jonathan Simmons. I think, so not a lot. Yes, not a lot. I think four second round picks plus like Thon maybe gets the deal done. Maybe who knows? That's interesting. Again, I don't know if Philly would want to make a deal with Milwaukee, but imagine if you get Fultz like a number one overall pick for pennies. That is, I think I said like that's the kind of move that gets you in the Warriors position. It looks ironic now that they're kind of terrible, but 
of like contending for a while. Like picking imagine up if a player you have Markel Fultz to throw at Fred VanVleet. Imagine if Markel Fultz. I mean, even even if you imagine they still lose last year. Imagine how you're feeling right now if you have oh you you have Dante still who's probably not included because he was hurt at the time, and also Markel Fultz as your two young guards. That's, My goodness, that's insane. He he would also be a potential trade asset. To get Correct. like another star or something. Yo, you know what I just realized? Also, just going back to some of these less possible trade targets. Okay. I forget Tony Snell was around, not really doing anything, making ten million a year. Oh yeah, that was salary. So they yeah, so they could have made a lot of they could have made quite a few trades happen if you package Tony Snell, who was hurt but didn't end up really playing, like just throw him in. Then all of a sudden, it becomes a lot easier to make a deal. That's yeah, it's very interesting. Um... Yeah, you can get a lot of, like, that Harrison Barnes deal might be actually plausible in that scenario. Maybe you scrape enough for Marcus All even. Yeah, I mean, so Snell's making $10 million, Don was making about $3 million. So if you throw an Ursa on, you're up to just about $20 million. And you can do a lot with $20 million in, in cap. I, mean, I don't know if the Bucks want to disrupt that much or not necessarily, but theoretically, they could have. It, it would have been possible if... They didn't just. They needed to move Thon. They figured out this Nico deal. They made it happen. Um, do you have can any other get, names? Because I, I maybe get Tobias Harris in that in that situation. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> Don't want to pay him a max contract, do you? No, no. I will. I will take our forward signed to a similar but less amount. less money. Less money for Chris Middleton than Tobias Harris, and one of them is should be All NBA this year. Uh, I think wild how that works. It truly wild, truly wild. Which contract NBA Twitter killed in the summer as well? <laughs> it's you're have, always going to find criticism. Oh, of course. I have two more names for you. Let me hear him. Rodney Hood. Ooh, the hero of the Portland Denver uh, like quadruple yes. overtime game. A useful playoff forward, not making a lot of money. Also, I don't think went for a lot. Yeah, how much did he go for? He got he got traded for Wade Baldwin, Nick Stauskas in two seconds. Oh yeah, because it was just Cleveland selling off their stuff. Yeah. Oh man, imagine if they could have gotten him thrown into the Hill trade. Yeah, they almost got Corver in that trade if I remember correctly too. Oh yeah, like imagine if what if I mean it's, this doesn't make sense because the the I guess they could have just done two separate deals, but you know if they're not using their their second round picks to get. Nico, the ones that they did have, throw those toward Rodney Hood instead. That would be, that'd be better. Rodney, that would help. he would be a solid offensive. I don't know how much time he would see on the floor because he can be a little erratic. Yes. Uh, so I don't know how much, how much he would really impact the floor, like in in terms of like the Bucks as a contender. Like the only reason he was a hero in that game is because he hadn't played and was actually like able to run uh yeah if i remember correctly but you know that again it goes back to what i was saying about thon in the toronto series it's another player who can go berserk who can step up just having like an able-bodied defensive forward to go alongside the rest of the core box i mean now you're running out like bledsoe middleton hood and Giannis as your one through four there's a lot more versatility and switchability there than there is when you have one of ursan or uh, Nico or Pat, who did not play very well in that series. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. Um, what was your what was your other name? 
My last name I have down here who tra- was traded not for a, a whole lot, Markeith Morris, who Ooh, I don't he know. He was on my list. Oh. I don't know if the Bucks want to deal with Markeith Morris, but certainly an option and one I think probably also goes better than Miritich. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he's, he's, a, he's a tough player, for sure. Yes. Uh, he's going to be a solid defender, and if you, he's not going to let you get past him. If if he does, he's just gonna hard foul you. Yeah, you're you're gonna feel it. If <laughs> you, you are do going get around to him. feel it if you blow by Markeith Morris, and he he'll talk a lot. He'll get in players' heads. Just the Morris twins in general. I feel like they're the same exact player, but yeah, just one is a little bit rangier. Yes, <laughs> one is a three four, one is a four five. I do think Markeith Morris probably handles the five better than Miritich. Oh, for sure. That's not a question. Any, I could handle the five better than Miritich because I'm not going to foul, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, And I'm only like 6'1". So. Uh, yeah. But it's that's definitely an option. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, he got traded and then bought out by the Pelicans. Yes. So you, he... you, could, you didn't even have to trade for him. I thought he kind of faked an injury. Did he? Because wasn't he with OKC at one point, and he got him to release him? What? Or am I thinking of the other one? Uh, no, he did get released by the Pelicans. I swear there was. I swear he got moved at some point because he said he. Yes, he got. He was released because he was sidelined with a neck injury after the oh, Pelicans yeah. acquired him, <laughs> and then he certainly. Where did he sign? Uh. Pistons. Yes. Did he? he sign with the Lakers? Oh, no, he signed with the oh. Pistons this year and got bought out again. He didn't? Oh, yeah, yes. he did. Where did he, he sign? How many times has Markeith Morris gotten bought out in the last few years? I'm, where did he end up signing? Did he not? I, I thought he went somewhere. He definitely did. I gotta... I'm basketball refing right now, so I, I don't know why I didn't think to look this up yesterday. Uh, oh, he went to OKC. That's where he went. Oh, okay. So he uh, that's why I had the OKC part of it confused. So he played for Washington... Got hurt, got bought out after the trade to to uh, New Orleans, and then he went and played the rest of the year with OKC. Yeah, so they they could have just they could have signed him off the buyout too. You don't even have to trade for him. Yeah, they're just someone they could have acquired if they if they had a need to do so. And but he was terrible in the playoffs. So, but I shot thirty one percent from the field and scored four points per game. But you're still like he's still a defensive presence. Like you don't allegedly yes allegedly. <laughs> He will be present on defense. How about that? <laughs> Not a defensive present. He will be present. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, I I don't know. I'd still think he'd be an upgrade. Like I've always wanted a Morris twin on the Bucks just to see oh, what would happen. Take. Just to see what hot would happen. Take. You know. Okay. Because I feel like I feel like the Bucks, like Giannis and Chris, they run a pretty tight ship in the locker room. I feel who I forget who said it, but they ran. Someone said they round, they make sure there's no a-holes in the locker room. I think that was a quote. Yeah. Yeah, they have the no a-holes rule basically. Yeah. So they I don't think Morris Twin would necessarily disrupt a lot. You know? It would be fascinating to see, that's for sure. And if you can get them to like lock in like one of the Morai, it'd be it'd be very interesting cuz I think they'd be perfect fits on this team. I think they would too. And I I know I mean the buyout thing is there, but I mean, if you consider the Pelicans are the one who ended up like getting him salary dumped too, and so obviously the Pelicans dealt with the Bucks. There's a lot, a lot of interesting adjacent esque moves that that revolve again somehow around Thon Maker demanding a trade. For sure. Uh, do you have any other trade targets? I don't, unless you do. Okay, I don't really. So, 
one other thing that happened in adjacent to this whole uh, Thon Maker requesting a trade. So Thon Maker requests a trade, and then Nico Miritich comes to the Bucks, right? Yes. So Nico Miritich, uh, do you know which country he hails from? I believe it is Spain. It is. Do you know what other big who signed with the Bucks? What country they hail from and are friends with Nico Miritich? Not a ton of options. Um, I'm guessing not Jason Smith, and he was traded for anyway. So I'm going to go with Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. Bucks legend Pau Gasol. <laughs> so it, it was reported out there. I think, I don't even know if it was reported. I think they just straight up said it that Nico like brought Pau to Milwaukee in that uh, as a buyout candidate, right? Yes. Yes. Pau got bought out from the Spurs mm-hmm. after doing largely nothing for the whole regular season. Yes. Uh, what did he proceed to do in Milwaukee time? <laughs> Literally nothing for the whole season. I, I shared this with you before the pod, but Rohan, do you want to tell me how many two-point shots Thon, or not Thon, Pau Gasol made as a Milwaukee Buck? Uh, it is a staggering zero. Correct. It is zero. Pau shot 0% with the Milwaukee Bucks from two. He did make one three. Look at him. He's already spacing the floor. Uh, so he plays like what couple six games or something i think six yeah and then just gets hurt and gets like what was it a foot injury i think and then i mean it was like dmp ancient yes dmp ancient and then just never played again for the bucks so yes the only reason that let's assume that the only reason that he was on the team is because nico miritich recruited him because you know at the time pal gasol you know like he was one of them he was probably the Top three most uh, sought after bio guys, probably him and yeah. Markeith. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so when you're a contender, like all the contenders are trying to get bio guys, right? So let's assume that Pau probably goes somewhere else. If you don't get, uh, if you don't get Nico, Pau goes somewhere else because there's no Nico to recruit him, right? Right. Uh, do you know who got? Um, do you know who got cut? So that Pau Gasol could sign in Milwaukee. I believe Isaiah Cannon. Yes. Yes. So yes, Isaiah Cannon, as we discussed before the show, he was a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. There was a lot of members of the Milwaukee Bucks last season. Um, but there was there was another player during last season who was a bit, you know, controversial. Uh, oh boy. I, I know he's one of your um, favorite players in the league. Uh, that they could have held on to with that extra roster spot. Do you want to talk about him? I'm guessing, is it Christian Wood? It is. So this is funny. And, and I mentioned, I think it, when I opened the pot, I said they had, you know, they could have, they had at least two backup centers on the roster. I had to say the at least because Christian Wood was around for a while as well. I still maintain, and I've said this on Twitter, I've, people are very upset the Bucks are not have Christian Wood right now. First, I don't think they'll be able to keep him very long. That man's about to get paid. Second, I do not think that Christian Wood ever becomes the Christian Wood he is now on the Detroit Pistons and for a little while on the Pelicans, on the Bucks. I just, the way he played, especially the way he played with the Wisconsin Herd, where he definitely developed a bit more as a player, he definitely needs the ball. Uh, he makes very exciting plays, but he's not like... You know, he's not a terrific floor spacer. He'll hit some threes, but he's certainly not Brooke Lopez on offense. Definitely not Brooke Lopez on defense. 
I mean, I've made this comp before, and I talked about it with herd coaches and staffers. It's kind of like the G League Giannis for a while. Like, with the herd, he's literally gets the ball at the top of the key and, like, sizes up the defense and, and attacks the rim over and over. And he can do that stuff. He can move well for a center. He's got really intriguing skills. I just don't think he would have ever gotten the touches with Milwaukee. But certainly there is an alternate universe out there where he is, I mean, there's a real universe where he's a lot more helpful than Nikola Mirotic, even if it just means neither guy plays. But it it would have been nice to be able to keep him and maybe move him for something as opposed to just letting him go. It's it's asset accumulation, if anything. Yes. Because you have... Uh, you have Thon, you have uh, Christian Wood, who like some teams will believe are like future stars. You know, like you're always gonna have like the like earlier last season, the Bucks just finessed second round pick after second round pick out of the Washington Wizards just for free. Like they would just give them picks for some reason. Uh, then I think that's why Ernie Grunfeld is not is no longer the GM, uh, because yeah. he was just giving his second round picks to Milwaukee. He had a soft spot for his old team. Yeah. Wait, did he play? I uh, know. I think I thought he. I think he was an exec for the Bucks. Was he? Oh, you're right. You're right. Googling, but yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I think so. But you're just. You will always have dumb teams. You will always have dumb executives who will believe that they can be the reclamation team for a disgruntled player. Whether it's Thon Maker, whether it's Christian Wood, you are going to be able to get. Like you're going to be able to profit off of those assets. Uh, and if you keep them, that's the only way you can do that. So if you manage to keep Christian Wood because you don't have to sign Powell, um, well, I guess... Cause, there, there is a pretty direct line to keeping Christian Wood if the Powell move doesn't happen. Yeah, because then you have that open roster spot. Then you can still sign Tim Frazier, who uh, who was the reason that Christian Wood, Wood was yes. cut. Because yes. Brogdon got hurt, they needed another guard, and they signed Tim Frazier, cut Christian Wood. So if I you mean, have that extra... Even... If they have that Even ex- more directly, they could have just kept Cannon. Yeah, I guess. They, they, he was on a 10-day. They could have just signed him for the rest of the season instead of letting him go, and then they have their guard right there. That's true. So, yeah, I think, I think there's certainly a strong case to where if they don't need a spot for Powell, who, of course, provided quote-unquote leadership, then yeah, I think there's a pretty safe bet that Christian Wood at least makes it to the offseason. And who knows what happens from there? We know the Bucks are, are known to be able to sign a good sign and trade when need be. Yeah, for sure. Who knows? It's just it opens up more possibilities because you can. There's more to do with Christian Wood than there is to do with Pau Gasol in terms of like gaining things off of them. You know? Yeah. Because then I don't. Is Pau Gasol going to play in the NBA again? I don't. He might think for so. the Lakers. They. He said he wants to play his last season with the Lakers. Oh, yeah. So he might, quote-unquote, play again. Yes. But Christian Wood is about to get paid. And if you can like do, like you said, a sign-and-trade with Christian Wood, you can get stuff for him. Yeah, I don't know how high his value would have been. I, maybe if he had a good playoffs, it would have been a lot higher. But um, definitely definitely some intrigue. It, it would have been better to have him than Powell. I think that much is goes without saying. For sure. And like we said, if you didn't even end up signing Powell, you could have signed Markeith Morris if you made it to the uh, buyout market. You could have signed, like, who? Maybe you bring back Greg Monroe. Who knows? Go full circle. Um, <laughs> that's another center. Who knows? Yeah. I, I, Greg Monroe would have helped a little bit. Hmm. I maintain they just needed somebody. And it's 
The, the circumstances that led them to not having a center are so fast. Wes Matthews, he signed with the Pelicans. I mean, the Pacers, oh, didn't yeah. he? Uh, As a buyout? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And then Wayne Ellington went to the Pistons, right? Yeah, you could have signed Wayne Ellington. You could have signed Wes Matthews if you had a spot, you know? Yeah. And we know how good Wes Matthews is on the Bucks. Imagine oh, yeah. him as a defender being thrown out there. That would have been nice. So Wes is a, Wes is on Wes on on that team would have been so so they really needed a guy like that especially when Broden was in and out of the lineup just the the circumstances that led them to not having those spots are kind of wild to think about and it all and comes from Thon almost all of it comes from Thon I mean Powell being old and decrepit I mean sure Thon Thon going out and Miritich coming in leads to that but even if all that happens like if Powell had just been sort of healthy he probably helps a little bit at least too but he's yeah, just another crazy. big body yeah. But it is wild how much of it comes down to Thonmaker. Yeah, it's a lot of this. Yeah, as we've managed to fill almost in like 40, like 50 minutes of Thonmaker possibilities. So there's just, there's a lot you can gather from this. Especially when, you know, at the time, I think everyone agreed like it was a story because of how weird it was to see a guy went out of that situation. Especially not having proven that much. Like if he had proven, you know, he was like a, a 15 and 10 guy over a whole season and then he didn't get any minutes you could see it but he's so young so unproven to one off the best team it just seemed like an oddity but it's not something that would matter it ends up mattering a lot just quickly on this last thread of where Powell goes isn't uh mark gasol also a spaniard oh wow why do he <laughs> signs with the raptors i don't think it matters i mean the he's raptors also didn't... his brother like oh duh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess they would come from the same country. But what if he goes there? I don't think he does. I think if he wanted to, he probably could have anyway, but an option. Yeah. It's kind of funny that it didn't happen, honestly. I never thought about it before, but... Yeah, they never played together. Yeah, they got traded for each other and then never... Huh. Yeah. Weird. What it, but anyway, I just I, I, I have one more wild alternate reality. Okay, if I'm, Don I'm excited for this. So I'm glad. I was worried you were going to bring it up naturally. So... We're going to have to take a couple of logical leaps, but I honestly don't think it's that much of a stretch, right? So, alternate universe with Thon does not ask out. The Bucks stand pat. Let's say the Raptors deal falls apart too. They get Mark Gasol as well. Whatever. Honestly, we're not even concerned with the Bucks and the Raptors anymore in this reality. Let's just focus on Nikola Mirotic. Nikola Mirotic stays on the Pelicans. No deal happens. Has a fine rest, regular rest of the season. Doesn't really matter. No one really cares. He plays fine. I think it's at least plausible that Miritich leaves to go back to Spain after the year because of how rough his year ended, how many eyes were on him being unable to play with the Bucks in, in the conference finals. Let's assume Miritich stays with the Pelicans, rides it out, has no such embarrassment. It's good rest of the year even. He comes back, hits some shots, whatever. Pelicans are happy. The Utah Jazz were all set to sign him last summer before he kind of wildly went to Barcelona. So what if he stays? He doesn't have this horrible time with the Bucks against Toronto. He's having fun in the NBA still. He says, you know what? I will take that $70 million or however much it would have been. Thank you very much, Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz then do not sign Boyan Bogdanovich, who was their last-minute, basically, replacement for Miritich, which worked out very, very well for them. Let's say 
the Indiana Pacers signed Boyan Bogdanovich and just keep him around because they had, had good times with him, almost beating LeBron in the first round a couple years ago. All of a sudden, there goes the space to add Malcolm Wow. Brogdon. There goes the suitor. They can't get him anymore. Unless they, maybe they send Boyan over? I don't know. But they all of a sudden do not have all this room to add Malcolm Brogdon to the team. That, ooh. Okay. Does Brogdon stay? Do they trade him somewhere else? Do they get something else? Do they get something different? Do they get a player instead of a pick? I don't know. But in a way, Miritich absconding from the NBA kind of led to Brogdon being a pacer. That's, wow. Yes, I know. (laughs) I thought of that today after I had done a lot of my positing of crazy ideas for this. Like it didn't. I kind of was like, well, what if Miritich stuck around? Would anything really matter? And I was like, oh my God, yes. A lot would matter for the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, so what do you do? Do you still sign? Do you sign Brogdon? I mean, I was always, I would have preferred to keep him for a reasonable price. I, I wouldn't mind having him, that's for sure, because you can still do pretty much everything the Bucks did this summer. Because they had all the bird rights, they'd just be in the tax now. Yeah. So imagine now the 2019-20 bucks are Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis, Lopez with George Hill, Wesley Matthews. You know, at this point now, Marvin Williams, everybody else around. Robin Robin Lopez, who they still could have added for their exception, I think. Maybe he's a little smaller. Um, they probably still could have found a way to add him. Yeah, that because you, is, you could, because you're signing him to a lesser deal than what Indiana would have. Yes. Because Indiana was desperate, as you were saying, after they lost Bogdanovich. So they threw just a massive offer at Brogdon. So you you would get him for a, probably a friendlier deal instead of like 20 mil a year, I think it is, right? Yeah, I think just about. And, I mean, just think of, like, maybe Brogdon does one out. I mean, we kind of know he wanted to be a point guard one. More than $20 million, Four years, $85 million. Um, I mean, imagine, like, if he goes somewhere. I mean, this, this pick is nice. That's a trade. Yeah. Big time. I mean, you could have brought oh in a different god. player. Oh, my God. You know, it would have shifted No, 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 no. no. I just thought of something bucks. else. Um, so, this one might be even wilder. Uh so, Nikola Mirotic stays with the Pelicans because Thonmaker is not requested to trade. What if the Pelicans are actually decent? Mm. What Well, what happens then? Well, this was post the AD breakup, wasn't it? I, he was still on the team. I mean, he, he was, was still playing. But he still wanted to play. Of. And if you still have Mirotic, you can actually put a competent de- like team out because Ooh. they did Beat the they swept the Blazers the previous year. They did. You still have Holiday. You still have Miritich. You still have AD. What if that goes well? And even if it doesn't, what if that Brogdon salary is enough to make a trade? Wow. Because he was on the list. The Bucks were on the oh list. My, are you saying? Are you saying AD tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Wow. I mean, I I do think AD to LA was kind of preordained, but that would have been. Wild, because the problem with the AD to Milwaukee thing is you don't really have the means to make a trade, right? 
Basically. I mean, I mean, I think you kind of give up who you have to give up for AD, but... No, wow. like, they couldn't really add up the salaries, but if you get... If you have Brogdon on that number... <laughs> you could... Just give up everything. You could get AD, plausibly. Wow. Now, that that's truly... I like how I thought I was going a little wild, and you're like, wait a minute. What if this ends with the Bucks getting Anthony Davis? <laughs> that's awesome. Did the did Thon Maker cost the Bucks Anthony Davis? Now that's a soundbite. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Did he cost them Malcolm Brogdon? Maybe, in a, a very roundabout way. Oh, that's insane. Oh, I, I think it would have changed. It would have changed the entire league. Yes. Because if you keep Brogdon and somehow manage to trade for AD. Do the Lakers get Kawhi? They might not get anyone. No, instead of uh, Ka- like LeBron, AD, and Kawhi, is it LeBron and Kawhi? Is PG still in Oklahoma because the Clippers can't get him? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if some of this stuff happens, I mean, what? I wonder how Kawhi's free agency changes if they don't win. He's he's gone regardless. I feel like probably they won the probably. title and he's still left. <laughs> What what if you felt like there was unfinished business and he, he didn't? Why he was I don't gone? Know. I don't know. I'd listen, I mean, you you got AD to the Bucks here. I feel like I can keep Kawhi. Okay, that's fair. But I don't think he. I don't think he's staying. <laughs> no, I I agree. Is it? Wow. Do the Bucks have a contender? Like like a? Do they have competition? If they have AD and the the Lakers don't, and the Clippers aren't. Kawhi and PG? No, I, I don't think anyone is close. Maybe, maybe, I mean, LeBron and Kawhi might be close. That's fair. But but if the Bucks have Middleton, Giannis, and AD, that's just insane. To Thon, like, that's a dynasty. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, it has to be. Like, that's it's like four straight titles. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, AD's free agency comes up after this season, so you have to imagine if he... Or maybe he takes his option and him and Giannis either extend at the same time or hit free agency at the same time. I don't know. You'd have to assume they'd want to extend and stay, but you could literally sign them both to five-year or yeah, to yeah, five because year they're still on the team in you the could, same and, summer. Yeah, because you'd have bird yeah, rights. you'd have their yeah. bird rights. So you could literally this coming summer, you could sign both guys to five-year extensions. You could sign both of them to five-year, two thirty extensions or whatever they are. We'll see what the cap does, but something like that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And they, they would definitely <laughs> win the title. <laughs> I don't think that they get Anthony Davis, but the thought that it's more realistic is crazy. He was, he was already pl- like semi-realistic. He was on the list. I don't know how realistic the list was. That's fair. There's a popular theory that the list was just good teams to save face. Then clearly he just wanted to go to the Lakers. but And not the Celtics, which was important. But... It's it is fun to think about as the absolute ultimate what if, but I think that clearly, even besides Anthony Davis and Giannis extending at the same time to have six years left on their Milwaukee deals, um, the Thon Maker trade ramifications are so much deeper than I ever would have thought and ever did think until we finished binge the Bucks. It's I I had a lot coming into this. Uh, but it's just you just keep thinking there's more and more roots to this. Like the entire league, as I said, was shaken because of Thonmaker. I mean, if you assume Miritich stays and the Jazz still want him and they sign that deal, the Jazz are cooked this year. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Bojan was important. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bad this year. Mm-hmm. Do they still trade for Mike Conley? I don't know. Maybe, probably. Who knows? They would have been really cooked at that point. Wow. Yeah, a lot changes. Don Maker, of all yeah, players, at the time, moved that at the, many dominoes. At the time, I compared it to Amon Shumpert requesting a trade. It's like, yeah, they're already trying to trade you, man. Like, <laughs> do you remember when Amon <laughs> well, Shumpert you know re- requested a trade from the Cavs? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, everyone was like, okay, we're working on it, man. You're Amon Shumpert. Like, I don't know what – you're not speeding this up for us. Um, but what's funny is if the original deal that was reported had happened, it wouldn't have mattered at all. Like, if they just got Stanley Johnson and a pick or whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's not that much of a league-wide impact. But bringing in Miritich puts so many things in motion. And how poorly Miritich's season there went puts so much more in motion. My goodness, that the Hunmaker trade changed the whole damn league as much as almost any other deal. Yeah, it really did. It's 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 just a testament to how interconnected all NBA transactions are. Because... Yes. It's you can get so many branches from this. It's it's insane to think about. And I'm sure we've missed something. Yeah, I, I want to hear from people either in our Discord, which I feel like we have not talked about in a while. Discord is still alive and well, or on Twitter, wherever. If you can think of another parallel universe that Don not requesting this trade could change everything by a lot, please let us know about it. We'd love to hear it. We'd it, we would yes, we would really love to hear it because this this episode was very exciting to prep for. Uh, yes. so it would just, it would fuel us for future episodes. And I know there's more cause I didn't realize the Brogdon thing. It's like the last minute. Like I'm sure that there's more stuff. So yeah, I, th- I can't wait to hear what people come up As soon as you said with. that, I thought of the AD thing. So if, I, I'm sure yeah. there's way more things that could have happened. My goodness. What a fun episode. <laughs> we hit an hour talking about Thon Maker's trade. My goodness. Well, I mean, do you have anything else? I'm out for now. For now. Yes. That's important. Please make sure to hit us up if you think of anything anything else we'd love to hear it but i guess i guess we'd like to say thank you for listening to this wild episode of the Eurostep. uh if you enjoyed this episode which we hope you did because this was a lot of fun for us please do us a favor and leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice make sure you tell your family and friends about the show and check out all of the content being put up across the blue wire podcast network um I guess all I have to say, please stay safe out there, and we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.